it's my lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. You've given me a weapon. Yeah, you are the weapon. <laughs> so, welcome to the Grounds Crew podcast. I, I'm, I'm, I'm your host, Bill Rom, with my co-host, Josh Gerson. How we doing? Uh, remember before we get started, like every time, like, and subscribe. Uh, thank you for listening <laughs> to us talk about, you know, can we beat a group of 12 year olds in a fight? Sure. Um, we can put that into the show. Oh, that's coming show. into the show. That we'll better be in the out. show. That'll um, stay in. So, uh, kicking it oh. off, baseball's never happening again. It's, uh, I honestly didn't think like it was going to get to this like weird level. I thought it was going to be more of like, they say one thing, they say the other thing, and just kind of back and forth, nothing get done. But now it seems like, from what the rumors are, that Rob Manfred's going to come out and say, cool, I'm down to play a season with the old CBA, and we'll figure it out later. And I don't think anybody wants to do that. No. It, it, that just doesn't make sense. The nope. players will just get hosed in the end, and it's like... It just kicks the rock down the road another year. Yep, and, and it just puts more same sour spot. taste in yeah. their mouth. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, again, I know the answer, mm-hmm. but nobody's going to listen to me. Like, what, what is your answer? Burn down what you used to do. Well, and I think that's what um, everyone was saying when they offered the mediator. They got, they were like, they're just going to use previous CBAs and then just try and make some changes to it and not wash the whole thing and make something new correct especially and, someone who doesn't know anything about baseball and, and and let's pull away the somebody who doesn't know anything about baseball guys sure i hate to break it to anybody who from from either side your knowledge of the game of baseball doesn't matter oh no that's not true i, I know about the history and the and the game and how players need to be represented and what's important for players because i'm a player let's pause this for a moment mm-hmm I don't – Tony Clark isn't better at creating rules for a business term than a person who is a federal mediator who does contracts and designs business terms. I, miss me mm-hmm. with everything. You're trying to stay with history of the game. Oh, you have to be – you have to remember where we came from, right? Like we have to remember all this stuff. No, it's getting in your way. Mm-hmm. You're trying to stay committed to this old method, and you're not like, you know what? If I look back, our traditions were shitty, right? How, like, do you guys in your lives have any former traditions that either you or your family did that you're like, man, that's dumb, right? Because this is, and the, the way I'll explain it to you is not a tradition, and I think I've said it before to everybody. Um, in a hundred years, People are going to look back at the way that we treat cancer, and they're going to be like, you poisoned people with radiation, and you hoped that they outlasted the cancer. Yep. That's what you did? <laughs> and then they're going to be like, didn't you just know that all you had to do was eat more strawberries? Like, it's going to be so simple. And it's like when, oh we, look God, at, when we look at how people in the past who had, like, mental disorders— yeah. Like, we're going to open their skulls up, and we're going to scoop out, like, ice cream parts of their brain. Yeah. And we're going to make them a vegetable, but you know what they're not what doing anymore? What's A lobotomy. Lobotomy, yes. They're, you know what they're doing now? Nothing. They're just chilling there. So guess what? That's better. Mm-hmm. It's better than them having psychotic episodes. 
We'd rather them just sit there so they can be looked at like living statues. Like, now we look at it and we go, you guys know that if you had just, like, given them this, like, balances out the chemicals and everything is cool. So we look at that now and we go, what is wrong with what science was? Yeah. That's where we are now. We are trying to look at baseball from a hundred years ago and be like, let's let's keep things the same. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's dumb. And the last one I know that we've all talked about on this show yeah. is freaking gun gun laws. Oh, well, the Constitution says I can have a gun. The, when that mother effer wrote that, he could fire one shot and it took him 60 seconds to reload. You got an extended clip that can take out 45 people. Guess what? Different rules. <laughs> like, yeah. that's not... You want to walk around with a, a musket? I think everybody here should be able to walk around with a one-shot musket. Yeah. Sure. Go for it. Protect yourself. You got it. You're walking around with a with a with a, a an automatic, a semi-automatic gun that has more than five shots in it. You're already like in Walmart. What do you need in Walmart? Going shopping for Cheerios. I need to strap up. Like what? Ugh. Anyways, so this is where we're at with the CBA, and like we're. It needs to be junked because it's broken. It, it's a Frankenstein monster of bad ideas that, taken in isolation, aren't bad ideas. But when you look at them and how they interplay, bad ideas. Yep. So we're going to let the owners control a player that they draft for six to seven years. Only And that clock only starts once they bring them to the league. So the, the, the owners were like, wait, let's run the math now. If we bring them up, if a player's best time is between 26 and 32, if we bring them up at 24, we can pay them the minimum salary until they're no longer good, and then we don't have to pay them ever again. Yep. This is, this is excellent. And the Players Association's like, no. It's like, yeah, no, you agreed to this. Mm-hmm. That's collusion. No, it's not. It's Anybody paying attention can figure out that, like, that makes sense. Yeah. So you're, oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. We need to change that rule. Let's, uh, well, no, well, yeah, you still got to pay us a whole bunch of money when we're 35. No, that's not going to happen either. So the players won't let go of that. And then the owners have tried to, from what I've seen, instill some upgraded ideology, Mm -hmm. right? We're going to go based off of war. They lost me by saying that the pool of money is only $30 million a year. Like, you, that means that if I do have a superstar who's being underpaid, you, you're, you're not going to have to worry about it. If I have two really good players who are $18 million players, they don't get paid. Yep. Like, that's silly. It has to be that there is no cap. It has to be that there, it's in a completely uncapped league. And then also for the owners, stop protecting your ownership that is – poor and is effing up the game Mm -hmm. and like i'm sorry i'm not trying to be like extra elitist but when we have a world where we literally have teams that are spending 30 million and teams that are spending 300 million they're both playing completely different effing games yep so like the whole organization organizational thought process is different blow it all up yep what what's what's your take i mean i'm definitely for like resetting the whole concept of how this is all structured but i think with them still trying to get this season off on time it, that's definitely not going to happen and if it is going to happen and for some strange reason they accept like hey we'll rock this old cba one more year while you guys contemplate all this 
Maybe, but I think it's very obvious that if they were going to reset all the ideologies of the CBA and do something completely different that's more forward-thinking and with the idea in mind that in the next 10, 20 years of the game, there's so many different facets that are going to change in media and just the way the players are brought up, all that different stuff. Um, And I think it's – with the the situation we're in right now of, like, the public trying to force this along – just to like play the game and play this season, it's not gonna. We're not gonna get what we actually want out of it. Either side, really. And to me, I don't care if the season starts out. I don't care either. I would rather for the, like the long tail of the game, it actually like be functional. But like, if they do try to like force the season, and nothing really gets done, it's just gonna be this like overarching the whole season. When is it, what's gonna change? Is it gonna is it gonna be better? Is it gonna be worse? Are we just gonna have this again after next season? We're not gonna have like like baseball's been broken up from call it 20 end of 2019 right like let's say that there was the astros scandal then there was covid then there was cool we had a great 20 when has there not been a baseball scandal but i'm but i'm saying like in in the in terms of like hey like we look at we've had a couple seasons in a row of like no issues we could just worry about baseball but that's never gonna happen maybe no it's never happened since it's never happened why would we expect it to happen I don't know. Like we we had steroids. Sure. Right. We we the 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 league was failing in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Steroids saves it. Then they start having issues pretty much from two thousand and three through two thousand and nine. Right. We're mm-hmm. we're busted and we're broken and there's all sorts of different issues. You then get a few years further and teams are cheating. And and you have teams who are cheating to win championships and and they're they're. Then you're going through, and we have pitchers using spider tech. Mm-hmm. We have the MLB changing the ball. Like, so pretty much since the 1990s, there hasn't been stability in the sport. Yeah. So when we really want to go back to it, you have to go back to the 80s to find the last time that the sport didn't have it. And even in the 80s, there was a lockout. Mm-hmm. So, so, guys... The sport has been broken and busted forever, and you you had a you had a lockout in the NBA, mm-hmm. and they completely revamped, revitalized a ton of different things. Both the league and everybody work together, and they understand that together that they can make it better. You look at what's going on with the NFL. The NFL had an entire like here are all of our issues with like head issues. They made prompt changes that both sides came together and leaned into and said, hey, like, this is good, this is bad, we're going to make all these adjustments, let's be great together. They've changed their TV deals, how money goes. The le- Everybody needed to shrink the salary cap. They shrunk the salary cap together. They said, hey, we understand that this is this. Is this. Hey, you know what, we need more players on the practice squad. Great, we're just going to do it. They, we didn't need to have what, we just needed amendments. Mm-hmm. And we needed to do business in good faith. And MLB and MLB Players Association don't do business in good faith. They never, yeah. they, they, they have not in forever. I can't remember a good faith idea that really like came through. Well, that, that's what I think the, the main issue is here is that, and, and we talked about it constantly, like they're both looking at it from their point of view and not like the overarching concept of we just want baseball to be good yeah. as the sport. Yep. And that's, that's where I think the NFL and NBA do a better job. I'd say NBA even more so. Yeah. Um, and and we're, that's not happening right now, and it's like it's it's kind of just like every week. Like, what are we? It, what is this type of progress? Is this going to be progressing more negatively or positively, or the, just this weird neutral place we're at? Um, 
and I I know that everyone's looking at it and like hoping that we can get it done before the season starts or even like, but pitchers and catchers report on Monday. Yeah, like it's at, not gonna at, happen <laughs> at this point. Like my my perfect world is that they actually sit down and draw up the whole thing from scratch together over the next. 45 days and you look at it with each other and you go okay cool here's what we're really going to do what's currently working from the least important things forward right do we do we like our drug testing do we like our our like what's yeah you know what mlb players smoke pot more than any other like sport in the the world Mm -hmm. and nobody gets popped for it great Cool. Everybody can smoke as much weed in the in MLB as they want, and there won't be any repercussions. Both sides, you both still like the fact that that's the case. Yes, it doesn't get out. It doesn't go out that mm-hmm. like seventy five percent of MLB players like are are Cody high being stoned is a playing. meme. He is actually stoned. He is actually stoned. That's not him. Like that's not a joke. He like and guys smoke are smoking on planes and stuff with the team looking at them. Like and in that league, it's cool. In all the other leagues, there's a little bit of uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. So. We both like this. Great. What's going on in terms of post-playing career stuff? If you have like, and this is one of the stronger things, right? We talk about a friend of the show played a a, a, a bunch of cup of coffees uh, mm. with different teams. Sean Nolan. Sean's got lifetime health insurance, and he's got a pension that begins at sixty from the MLB for playing. Yeah. Now, so his retirement is done. Mm-hmm. He has a retirement account now. His how much he gets put into it is based off how many times he played, all this other stuff. But he got that validated for himself in like 2014. So that got locked up because he made enough appearances to go for it. I think the amount of appearances he needed to make was like he had to spend like 30 days on an MLB roster. That's it. You have lifetime health insurance and everything else. That's an amazing Mm -hmm. thing for the players. Yeah, if we both agree that this is cool – and this is good because those pl- anybody who's going to actually get that much service time is yeah. a smaller collection of people. Excellent. Then that is done. Let's keep that. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that they don't have good connection on here is compensation and yeah. control. Yep. And the players have no control over their careers. And because of that, once they are free, they want reparations. Yep. They want to be paid for what they weren't paid. And there's nothing in there that says an owner has to pay them. From an, like an economics perspective, do you, players getting paid earlier in their careers, like yes. how does how do you think that affects organization? I actually term? think that for the teams that want to be great, it actually helps them because they can start to figure out what their cost structure needs to be sooner in the game. Mm-hmm. So I could start to say, hey, listen, like I, I draft a player and I have them for five years. So if I'm the worst team in the league and I draft a kid, I draft Adley Rushman first overall, I might bring Adley up right away. Because what am I doing by holding him down any longer? I'm not going to get more yeah. service time out of him. I can't yep. delay any of that stuff. So I'm going to get that player up and show. And what happens if in year two he's an all-star? He's a genius. You know early enough yeah. in his life that you can sign him. Yep. If then we say, hey, a contract after a rookie deal, right? It's an uncapped league, mm-hmm. but we will have capped salaries for young players. Once you've like got, you want to give them an extension, the max that you can ex- assign an extension for is five years, right? Mm-hmm. But you can, you, uncapped, go for whatever you want. But it can't be more than five years. So now I look at a player and I say, okay, 
They 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 get their deal. He was drafted first overall. He makes eight million dollars. Mm-hmm. Then he makes league average when he's up. Overall compensation by year five. So he's drafted at eighteen. At twenty three, he get his extension kicks in. Mm-hmm. He's allowed to sign for thirty million dollars a year for five years. They sign him for one hundred fifty million. He gets another bite at the apple at twenty eight. They have no reason to not bring him up anymore because we've taken that away. Mm-hmm. So now we aren't messing with service time. So that's one of the biggest, broadest issues. For the team, the team doesn't want to lose the player too soon, and they want to maximize their value because they know that at the top end, they have to pay these crazy things. Well, what's Wander Franco making? What was he, 16 per year? 16 or 18? Something I think like it was 18. Right? I can look it up. But, again. like, under $20 million, right? Yep. Yep. So if I told you today for tw- that you're going to have an all – you signed that five-year extension because you brought them up young, mm-hmm. and you said to them, hey, we're going to pay you $20 million a year, a, a team that doesn't have a high payroll, they're paying a superstar on a discount anyway still. Yep. But they're just being forced to do it sooner. The player doesn't have to sit there and wait for the bag for forever. Yep. Right? The max that they can sign a contract is five years. They could look at the team and be like, hey, I don't want a five-year deal. I want a three-year deal. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, with the, the, the teams. Well, you know, what if that guy does end up leaving in free agency? I like the pick compensation, right? I like that it's draft pick compensation. However, you should do it like the NFL. Why are we doing it where we're stealing somebody else's pick from them? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to sacrifice a pick, and you get a pick. You, just, you get an additional pick. That's all they do, right? No, they take a pick from somebody. You have to give up your pick. In the NFL? In the MLB. No, I'm saying in the NFL. Oh, in the NFL, do? the NFL takes it based off of what level of free agent they sign. Okay. And you get... You get awarded a pick. You get awarded right, a pick right, right. Okay, that's at okay. the end of a round. Yep. Right? So, the, I think the highest round pick you really can get is, like, a third-round compensation pick. That's so, in the good. NFL, yeah. in the NFL, a third-round pick is a starter within, you know... Two or three years at worst. Mm-hmm. That's what you're looking at for a third round pick. So, like a third round pick, compensation wise, is really like a first round pick in the MLB. So, give a, t- a tail end of the first round pick to a team, but don't take somebody else's because they signed a player. Right. That's silly. Yep. And it, 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 what that does is it hurts the teams with more money and it allows the teams with less money. To, to continue to allow their players to just get signed away, and then they restock young. Mm-hmm. So now we've 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 circumvented all of these rules that keep a free agent from being able to move. No longer are you tied to the other team as losing. This team is just being awarded by the league. You guys are going to gain a pick at the end of a round, and you'll you'll get your pick in the order that you finished, based mm-hmm. off of everybody else who is also being awarded a pick. So if you're the worst team in the league and you lost your player, and there's 30 teams, you get the 31st pick. Right. Nobody should be upset by that if you're an owner, right? And the only owners who will be upset are the five to seven who are not spending money and don't matter. Mm-hmm. They're not helping. They're not winning World Series. They're not helping players make more money. They're not helping the league gain more exposure. Yeah, they are hurting everyone, but we're rewarding them all the freaking time. That's gone. So now that we're at this point, everybody gets what they want. You can cost control a young player throughout their career, but you have to you have reason to bring them up sooner in their life. We now have an uncapped league truly, and the last thing that I would put in place that I think has to happen, if you're an owner at the top, you should agree with this, and if you're a player, you should love to hear it. And that's that there should be a salary cap floor that you have to spend. What do we want to say? 
I in my head, my my first idea is in my head. You have to spend forty percent of the highest paid team in the league. Okay. You cannot fall below forty percent. So call it on a, average, roughly on average across the three year window. So like ninety to a hundred probably. Well, so if, if we you, say or the Mets, the Mets are probably top now. Let's right? say the Mets right now, I think are two thirty. Okay, so maybe less. I'm not taking the luxury tax stuff into account. Okay. Hockey does it where it's 85% of the salary cap. Yeah, but that's because nobody spends money. This is an uncapped league where teams are spending way more money. Like, what's the highest payroll for an, uh, an NHL team? Uh, Vegas right now is, I think, 95 Yeah, that's on silly. The you, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't be in the top 15 in the MLB. That's like, the, the highest you, – so, you're, you're high, so my point is, is that me and you are going to get to the same number. What's 85% of the highest paid team? Call it call the Mets two fifty. Because I was thinking forty percent of two hundred and thirty would be ninety two k. Okay. So that means that like the highest paid team in hockey is spending what I'm saying is the cost cap. But think about this: that's ninety two thousand. Dennis, how many teams last year would have had to raise their money? Uh, I mean, the main th- thing with hockey that they do is they trade retired players that are still under contract, and it counts towards the salary cap. So a lot of these bottom-feeding teams that don't want to spend the money, they'll just get a bunch of retired guys that don't actually that count towards the cap, but they don't actually have to pay them. What's the number we're looking at? Ninety-two. So I, that was forty percent of 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 the bottom across on average. Okay. And if you tell me that you can't pay forty percent. You're not able to pay 40% of what the top teams in the league are doing. Why are you an owner in a professional sports league? It would be a third of the league. Ten teams. Ten te- that's my point. Yeah. But that's what we're saying. Like, but So how many were really close? Uh, I guess the, the Rockies were closest in the, in the, of those ten at 90, but then it dropped off 75. So like, to me, the 90, it, again, it's an average across a three-year sure. window. Yep. So that would mean that one of the years they have to spend like 108 to make up for the balance and catch themselves up. But that at least gives them the ability for a team to dip below that number for a year, mm-hmm. clear salary, and you then s- you have to go back out and year. spend. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? Now there's more teams who are willing to spend $20, 25000000 million to get a guy like a Michael Conforto, and, and they have to spend that money. Well, so now it's not just that one of because because here's the, here's the dumb-ass thing that I hate about the whole situation is the player wants that money. Right? Yeah. But 10 teams in the league are unwilling to pay it. 10 teams in the league don't have any more that they can afford, mm-hmm. but they're already spending 140. Right? Yep. So they're already well above the line of demarcation that I'm even talking about. But then that leaves you with the last 10 teams who have the money and would spend it. But what's their problem? If I sign this guy, I have to pay a luxury tax to the bottom 10 guys. And I have to give up draft compensation. So what makes it that those 10 teams want to do it? So then you only end up having three teams willing to just say, F it, at any given window. But those three teams are taking all of the sacrifices for everybody else. Yep. And we have the top guys sacrificing, and there's no penalty for the guys at the bottom spending $30 million. And that is what's hurting the league. We have games that don't matter with teams that suck because their owners won't go out and spend any effing money, and there's yeah. no, there is no benefit to that guy spending it. Because the guy who owns Oakland knows, yo, I can put – how much was Oakland's payroll last year? Oakland was – Because the athletics know that Billy Bean's ass is genius, and he's going to be able to figure out how to put a decent Oakland's team on the field. Was 71. 
and he's going to put a decent team on the field for yep. seventy to eighty million dollars every year. And occasionally they'll flash because mm-hmm. if I if I looked up the year that they did have Liam Hendricks, yeah, they probably were above seventy, right? Uh, maybe. And yeah. then they traded for uh, Starling Marte during the season, right? Yep. So like they added to that number, but it ended up not being like the full Monty for a hot second, right? So we look at those guys. They then flex up, flex down, and they're able to do it. But that owner does that because he knows that he makes $110 million off the team every year. And as long as he keeps it there, he gets to pay himself $10 million a year to own his team. The Oakland A's live at... 70. Yeah. Yeah, all the time. (laughs) And then occasionally he'll flex up by a tiny... And my man knows... He can do all his stuff and make a few million dollars over owning the athletics every damn year yep. if he keeps them there. He has figured out what the math is for him to make money. Yep. And he just continuously – so that's my thing. So let's even make it that the line of demarcation is even $70 million and that it rises with every year's rise in the salary cap. Commensurate with the lift. With the with the highest team spend, you're saying? No, no, no. Because the it, how much we're like the the luxury tax th- threshold oh, okay, grows. Okay. Yes. Right. So we allow the luxury tr- tax threshold to grow because we don't want to keep penalizing those guys who are actually doing their jobs by trying to put winning teams on the field. Right. Like, the, but those bottom feeder dudes, we got to bring them up. And again, to me, seventy million is fine. I think the real number is probably close to eighty-five. If I was being honest. And that's still, that's like 35% of the highest performing other team. Mm -hmm. You're at a one-third disadvantage. Could you imagine, like for a second, and I'll do this for my own like like funsies, could you imagine that next year the Buffalo Bills, the Rams, and pick one other team? The 49ers. And the 49ers were all capable and allowed to spend – Twice what they're currently spending. And everyone else in the league, because they're like, we won't be profitable at that number, Mm -hmm. stayed where they are now. And a couple of teams shrunk their salary. Who would be in the Super Bowl next year? One of those three teams, most likely, right? Probably. It'd be damn close. I feel like the Rams kind of, like, sort of did that. They've been adding, like... But they're still, the they still they still have there, done yeah. that inside of a capped right, league. Right. So they're still doing that with a hundred and eighty five million dollar salary cap. Yep. That grows next year to two oh nine and they're over that number and they're gonna have to lose guys. But the Rams were able to put imagine that the Rams could spend twice as much as everybody else. And the Bills could spend twice as much as everybody else. Mm-hmm. This offseason the Bills would be getting Devontae Adams. He'd be going to Buffalo to pair with Stefan Diggs. They'd be trading for and getting Khalil Mack and all his stuff to come play D-end. Like, you'd have super t- – that's what we have in the MLB. Mm-hmm. And everybody's cool with it. Guys, that's freaking broken. It is broken. And yeah, then it's wild. Like, yeah, the, Absolutely the, wild. The Orioles will never win. All these teams will never win. Well, that's the thing, too, is like in the past, the Orioles have put together good teams. Like, the – 2010s Orioles like Machado, Adam Jones, like Marcakis, like they had good teams. They were uh, you know, like competitive, and it's like I feel like in in recency that the economics have become more important, and they're just like, all right, cool, we're gonna spend nothing, and the product. Like if if you told me that the Orioles cared about the product that's on the field, I obviously wouldn't believe you because the team's garbage. Yeah, 
Same thing with the Pirates. <clears throat> I could see a world where the the Guardians have put like I say they're kind of in a little bit of like a limbo. Well, the Guardians, place. Guardians, I think we talked about. it. I think the Guardians did a great job. Yes, I, I agree. They dropped. I'm just looking at like the bottom of the. Yeah, but I, and and I say like, but the year before that they were over 100 million. Right. Right. The the reason they dropped was because they did it the right way. Mm-hmm. We're gonna suffer. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to bring up a whole bunch of young dudes and let them figure it the F out. And they did, and they were uh, uh, they were mm-hmm. better than the Mets. Yep. But even if we're going off of, like, your concept of it just needs to be an average in a yeah. window, you get, like, a team like that where it's like, okay, cool. This year we're going to go super cheap. Yeah. Rebuild, figure it all out. Yeah. And then next year we'll go 140 million. Sure. Yeah. And, like, balance it out. Yep. And now you're right back into the game. But guess what? If you had, if you go out and you spend 110 million dollars, which is I think what they would have needed to spend to get to 140, you spend 110 million, your team's gonna be good. The, to in order to do that, you have to sign three or four really, really good, good players. players. Really good, yeah. Guys, and then you're immediately, but you had a decent team last year, and again, it proves the point. Your young guys can come up and win. Yep. But, but like. No team is doing it except for a few teams who have figured it out. Like, At, uh, like if we're going off of this process, yeah, like they would have paid Francisco Lindor thirty million dollars, and he would still be in Cleveland where everyone wanted him to stay. Well, maybe you know not. I mean? But I'm saying, like, if like if you're looking at a player who commanded that and they had on their roster already. Mm-hmm. That, that's like literally solves yeah, but, the... But if you look at their entire situation, right, I actually still say they weren't necessarily thinking they were going to win that much. Mm-hmm. Jimenez and... Uh, Rosario. And Rosario. Rosario ended up being a key piece to that whole thing because mm-hmm. Rosario put up like a 775 OPS year playing at a couple of different positions, and he's right. under 25. Yep. Or he's 25-ish. Um, and... Then on top of that, they got other draft picks, young players, things like that. They were able to reset, be good enough that they made a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Now they can go spend it. So if you're a team that can't always keep your salary up yep. to to the point that you want it to be, you just have to very strategically move up and down and do all the things that you need to do to get there. But I don't think we'd ever get to a team getting down to 30 ever again. But the fact that a team can go to that is is the broken part of this whole CBA. Yeah. And that's if 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 you just looked at the key points that we all just said, guys, you guys could sign tomorrow. Nobody would have problems. What yeah. are we holding on to? Owners I, don't want to pay guys. And we, again, I like the war idea. So players, like, if a team gets to the end of that five year run, right? They're going to offer that contract that that guy gets, that extension, yep. is going to be based off of war. Cool. Sure. Right? Like, that. that's it. So the player can go and say, hey, I only want a three-year deal at that war, and then I want to mm. rebite at the apple. But he, maybe he risks it. What, what if you don't have as good as you're getting right now? Then you, oh, well, now, now I, I come up, and I'm like, damn, I'm a, I'm a free agent, but I'm not going to make what I was just making. Mm-hmm. Because I haven't been as good as I was when I was 23. My 23-24 season was better than my 27 season. Might happen. So, like, but at least it opens up the door that everybody has this this freedom mm-hmm. to move and go. And then we say it, like, the Mets signed that kid from the Cardinals to be an outfielder for them. Oh, yeah. And he had, like, a 1,000 OPS for his career. He's a good I forget his name. I and keep... he just never could break through with mm-hmm. them. And now he's on the Mets. And it's like, 
And it made big news because he was in their system forever. Forever. And they were just like, you just he's just not cracking. And, and they oh. didn't even trade him. They did nothing. They just let him walk. Yep. And then he signs an MLB deal. And it's like, that is why guys should only have five-year deals. Dennis, what was his name? Uh, Nick Plummer. Up. Nick Plummer, yes, right, right. And that's why that's why teams should only have five-year deals on guys they draft. But And I, I think, and like this, we just keep going back to it. The main issue here is that these are all great ideas, but you're – you're asking people who are not willing to change their ideas and that, to change their yeah. ideas massively. Um, yep. And I don't think that's going to happen in a week's time. Yep. Or, frankly, a month's time. Well, I, but I, that's my thing is if we just solved it, then we just need guys to go and write it on paper. It does not actually need to take that long. But you're, you're also asking for a team to just completely change their process of how they control players and they really like controlling players. But that's my point. That's if like the, the main it's piece. The, it's the break. And like that is why this league can't continue. Is because it's it's the most slave owner of every league. You really want to get into it. You want mm-hmm. me to say it out loud? Like MLB is stuck in a in a slave owner mentality and they can't let it go. And it's had the, 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 the biggest issue of moving on of everything. You want to talk about, like, abusing and taking advantage of poor Latin kids? They do it. You want to talk about having decades of a control of a, of a young person's life mm-hmm. and telling them how they can work, where they can work, and if they'll get a chance to make more money? Your, your contri- they could be great. Not allowed in the league. We're not going to let you make more money. But if I was in a free market, you guys would have to pay me. But you're not. You're my slave. Oh no, no, they're not. They're not in a. In a it's, this isn't slavery. Like it's a contract, right? We we own their rights, mm-hmm. guys. No, no other league has that. None of them. ML uh, the NBA. A player is drafted out of out of high school, pretty much, and it's coming back. You're gonna have 18 year olds drafted again. They have a five year deal, and it's three years plus two years of team options. Mm-hmm. Because if the player is not good after three years, the team cuts on the young guy. So you have a situation, perfect example of, of this entire thing. Because I'm, I'm a Knicks fan. Frank Nielakina was drafted when he was like 17 out of France. He played for the Knicks for five years. They gave up on him. They let him walk. Frank is 22. He is 22. And everybody's like, nah, we're giving up on him. Guys. Like, he's going to become a 25-year-old player who's a really good piece on a winning team, and that's still going to be two years from now. Like, but in that league, he now has the opportunity to go Mm. and figure his own career out on his own. Yep. He's no longer, hey, you know what? We're going to keep you in the G League. You're going to make $90,000 in the G League because you haven't broken through. And it's like, no, like, maybe your organization is not where I'm meant to be, but you control me. NFL. A player is drafted in the first round. That's the only player that gets a five-year contract. If you're a second-round pick to a third-round pick, four years. Any anything after that, three-year, two years. They let guys leave. If you're a if you're a second-round pick in the NBA draft, a second-round pick, it's a two-year deal. Two years. Because if the player ends up because he's making nothing because he was a second-round pick, but if that player becomes great. Right? Uh, uh, Agent Zero, Gilbert Arenas, was a second-round pick. Mm -hmm. Right? And Hobachi ended up signing a huge mega deal. He made more money than guys who were drafted in the first rounds because he got to get to the bag sooner. 
Right. But he got that advantage because he was a later round pick. So, like, all of these leagues allow these young players to get to their money or allow a team to get out from underneath them. MLB, we, we sign you at 16 out of your Latin American country, and we theoretically might control how you can do business with your life until you're 32. Guys, half of these kids' lives are controlled by an organization. Yeah. And they have nothing that they can do to get out of out from underneath Absolutely the nothing. thumb. They, get comp- if they really want to. They can just manipulate it for a decade. So people like us need to call for change from the MLB. Mm-hmm. People, the, the people who are fans of the game need to call for the change of the MLB. And nobody's holding the, play, the, the MLB accountable. Well, and that's what I think the problem is, is that there's a um, – a disconnect between like the the fans and the league right now is like the fans are like, hey, get it done. We want the season, not hey, we get it done. We want the future of the game to be in better hands. That I feel like that's the narrative. That's not well, so the who, same. But but like, but there's you're all, a young you're a young fan. Sure. Would you care if the if if I told you that they solved this and they became the most forward thinking league in all of pro sports, right? Mm-hmm. Players actually had, like, not just their contracts, but they had control and freedom. They had opt-out clauses in their contracts. The there, there was not control of a young player. The best young players in the game were up at 19, 20, 21, getting to figure it out. Like, the, there were cameras on the field, behind-the-scenes thing. Mm-hmm. They were making shows about it on Netflix where you got behind the scenes. You were getting all of that stuff. If I told you that you had to sacrifice one year of baseball to get to that, would you do it? One million percent. Who does not want to sacrifice a year? The A lot of people? No. I, I don't know. I don't understand. Old-ass people. It's sure. the same people who aren't voting for Barry Bonds and are not voting for Roger Clemens are like, just get a deal done because yep. they don't have much life and fandom left. I, yeah. It's an old fan base. It's it's getting older. I mean, listen, every, everyone survived when half of the year in 2020 there was no baseball. We, we didn't even everyone, remember it. It's, it's all good. On. It was all good. Everybody was more worried about the Dodgers winning the World Series. That was great. Wonderful. Let's move on to 2021. Glorious. Why, why can't we? Why can't we do it? Yeah. I, I don't know. And if you guys just really, like, buckled the F down and just got rid of the bullshit, you could, we could have a season starting in two months. And we could allow it to be rolled out. We could say, hey, this this deal is a 10-year deal that we all love and agree on, mm-hmm. right? We have to. We have five years in, right? We can opt out. If either side opts out, they owe the other side X amount of money back. Okay. Now, it, it, you, you want to pull a trig? Great. Got to give $100 million to the players. Is there is there a world... Or like a situation that you think both sides would come to, like a, a working document while the season started. Like I is- think I think what, what what the biggest struggle that everybody would have is the owners would have difficulty just un like doing what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They would need to have this rolled out, right? So it would have to be that this year runs like last year, right? Mm-hmm. But the biggest difference becomes any players drafted in this upcoming draft are five-year draft picks. And every other player who's been drafted in MLB, who's still in the minor leagues and has not come up, Mm -hmm. their clock now runs 
they've got two years before they're a free agent. Okay. That would give teams enough time to play the game the way they wanted to play it. Mm-hmm. The kids who are getting drafted, they already can get into that hopper. Mm-hmm. You'd start seeing younger players this upcoming season. Absolutely. And I think they're those going to be regardless. Yeah. They're um, not going to sign guys. What would you do with – so while we're on the subject of signing guys, you got a bunch of free agents that still need to sign. Yeah. There's rules in the CBA that they were discussing that are on-field application, like yeah. DH, um, some other things like pitchers and stuff, bases, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um how would you operate that? I'd go DH. I'd also go expanded rosters. Okay. I'd go 20. Because well, I think that I, the DH seems like it's the easiest thing that they've agreed on. Like, I, wonderful. That's an easy fix. I'd go DH and I'd go 28-man rosters. Okay. And I'd go, 20, I'd go 28-man rosters because I'm forcing teams to bring up more young guys. Mm-hmm. So that we need to expand how many guys who are just sitting there gaining experience but don't play. What was The COVID roster was 26, but then they also had like the You You could kind of like flex up and down. Yeah, yeah, the taxi yeah, yeah. squads. Right. Forget the taxi squads to me. 28 guys can come up, but you have to designate for any set game this many guys are active, right? right. So, like, the, the NFL rosters. NFL rosters are 93 guys, 12-man practice squad. Mm-hmm. So, so you have 53 guys, 12-man pa- practice squad. So you have 75 total people mm-hmm. who are eligible to be on the team. But when we get to game day, I'm pretty sure it's that you have to have, like, 46 players and – you have to designate a bunch of guys who are on the full roster mm-hmm. as not available. Uh, 46 can suit up for a game. 53 is the normal. Boom. Hitting all of my no- – pract- I, I know the NFL back of my hand. Practice oh, squad can be 10 to 16. So gotcha. now it's up to 16. There you go. So the NFL now is like, yeah, we have 16-man practice squads. Mm-hmm. You know what that means? We're making better young players. Because they're getting a chance to do it. They got rid of some of the stuff where a guy had, if he had X amount of years of time, he couldn't sign to a practice squad. Mm-hmm. No, now it's like, yo, you're, you're 25 and you've been a starter in the league but can't find a job. We'll sign you to a practice squad. And practice squad guys make almost six figures to come play, and you only practice. You and they get three, NFL reps all, all you week. You work three and... days a week. You're getting the NFL coaching. You get yeah. access to all the things. You get all of this stuff. It's so much better. Mm-hmm. But then they have to have 46 for game day. So if you lose your, your your two of your quarterbacks the day of the game, you got a wide receiver playing QB if you didn't dress a third guy, mm-hmm. right? M- MLB, same thing, guys. We're going to have a 28-man roster, but you have to designate 24 guys for every single game. That allows those four guys are, are, are traveling with the team, playing. I can exchange back and forth who's in the lineup. But when I start the game that day, these are all my available guys. Mm-hmm. So that I can't just do everything, right? I yeah. can keep the integrity of baseball, but now I have more roster spots, right? And if I have more roster spots, that means I have more jobs for guys at the MLB level, yep. which is what players want and what's what the Players Association should want mm-hmm. is more jobs for guys. So yeah. now I've given more jobs for guys. I've brought up the, the floor that, that teams have to spend. And I start off and I say, okay, our floor for this upcoming year, right, is the the fifth lowest salary from last season. Mm -hmm. That's the floor. And then that comes up. Then from that point, it increases up until it's it's this percentage of the highest team, this percentage, this percentage, until we get to our point. And maybe that takes us five years. Which would be 66 million. Just a fun fact for you. So 66 million. So that's my point. The yeah. fifth lowest team was still 66 million. So those other bottom feeding teams who are spending no money, like, come on. So at least that brings us up to 66 million. Mm-hmm. That means more money for players. There's more teams who have to spend $40 million. Guess what? 
MLB Players Association. You want your veteran guys to have money? Cool. Go play for Baltimore. Go play for some of the trash teams who didn't spend money last year. Oh, but I want to win. What do you guys want? To win or make money? Some of you guys are just not going to win. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. But if you go there, they're going to win more if you're good. If yep. you don't matter, they won't win more. But then what if Baltimore says, no, we want to play our younger guys? Like, Go ahead. You, you, know still, have I mean? to pay, you have, still have to spend the money. Yeah, all right. I, you guys can play the young guy. You can sign Michael Conforto because, and have him sit on the I bench. I feel like that's their philosophy, in quotes, but then they don't bring up Adley Rushman. But, and that, it's, it's all bullshit. It's all right. bullshit. It's all manipulation so that the, the teams that aren't good make money. And if they ever get lucky, they'll take a swing. You know what team that used to be like that? Toronto. Now, all of a sudden, Toronto, new ownership, everything else. Mm-hmm. Spice. And it, it nope, instantaneously. The Mets had a bad cultural thing that needed to get bled the fuck out. Yeah. But now, like, think, like, new ownership. Every team, if you can't come up, and you're one of those teams that's like, we're not going to be able to afford the bottom. Mm-hmm. Dope. You you have to build. You also, we're welcome to sell. And there is a line of homies mm-hmm. who'd be like, please let me buy us a, a professional sports team. Because how many pro sports teams can you really buy? There's 90 that really, truly matter. Sure, yeah. There's a, 150 available. Mm-hmm. But there's 90 that matter. Yep. Like... There are more. There are there are dudes who want to buy into these leagues or want to be a part. There of There was them. an ownership group that existed when Steve Cohen was trying to buy the team. That, Alex Rodriguez yeah. is out here <laughs> begging to buy something. Yep. You think that Alex wouldn't take over the Orioles tomorrow? Absolutely would. Yeah. Say no more. Like Alex would be in there, and he he'd be finding people to to partner with him to come in to lead the charge and would own that team. But see, and, and the thing with that, like, hey, you're welcome to sell, is. I don't think Rob Manfred, it, he ain't like that with the owners. He's he very can't be like that for sure. But like, it works for them. Yep. But I think like I think you, the owners need to come forward and say, "Yo, I'm I'm not just gonna keep being a good soldier because I'm the new guy, Steve Cohen." Yep. My thing would be more valuable. Like, what makes a house more valuable? Location, things that are in it, you know, materials, things like that. Yeah. Cool. And once you have all of that. What's some things in your area that could bring the, your house down? Uh, violence, weather, something like that. Yeah. The other homes. Sure, yeah. If you're the most expensive home in your area, mm-hmm. your house is not going up in price. Yeah, you want the whole area to be worth something. If your house is the worst home, you're like, I hit the money. I'm everything. Mm-hmm. Because my house keeps going up even though I'm not doing anything to it because all these other people are spending money. Yeah. So sell your team. Mm-hmm. And then you know what's going to happen? Now all the teams are worth a lot more money. And now the guy who's at the top, his his is worth more money. And you're doing the right thing by him. Get rid of legacy of the game and start start paying attention to the league matters most. Mm-hmm. Nobody thinks the league matters most. No, definitely not. And that's what's broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NFL. NFL's about to have a record. Like, this is the craziest thing of all of it. Mm-hmm. The the NFL is about to have a team that sells for close to five billion dollars. It's going to happen. Yeah, Broncos, Broncos yeah. are going to sell for 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 more than any team. So like the Mets is the biggest sale ever, right? What was that? Two point four billion. 4? The Broncos are worth five billion. Highest. Um, they got the history. 
You got it? No, I was saying like he, okay. he didn't know why the Broncos were worth that much. Yes. Good for them. Um. Well, so so my thing with what I was saying with the, uh, Manfred and the owners is like you look at the NFL and you have the situation with the Dolphins where in a very real possibility they might force him to sell the team. Yep. I don't I don't see like you look at the the Astros situation when they were cheating like Rob Manfred could have easily said hey Astros your organization just completed one of the most horrific cheating incidents ever you obviously have no like care for like the integrity of the game sell a team yeah could have done that but they didn't they barely even put a slap on the they, they suspended a manager and a coach and a player or whatever and just say what well, it's fine it's all good so that's what that's again why I say like I don't know how much of this we can even feasibly think about happening because there's no actual like strong arming the, the all the owners are very colluded and wanted to keep control and you have the players that doesn't seem like they can actually get anything done so I'll, I'll put this I'll put this in perspective on team sale prices mm-hmm. the Carolina Panthers sold for about as much as the Mets really Wow. $2.275 uh, billion. What, so what's and the, the Mets sold for $2.4 billion. What's the league's revenue for NFL? Way higher. What, and and I, th- I think that's part of it, too, obviously. Did you look that up for me real quick. Okay. I think, I N- think MLB. NFL, uh, just NFL league revenue, and you want to look up MLB league I revenue. I believe it was $10 billion. So, so here's, here's my thing, right? So you're now looking that that was that team. We're talking about a Denver Broncos team. That won Super Bowls with John Elway, Terrell Davis, that whole squad. Then won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. And is in Colorado, which has gotten a bunch of money. Denver as a as a, a city. Mm-hmm. All of the money from California, New York. There's so many. We were there. Yep. New highways being built. The whole city is getting even more like steroids for itself. Right. Because so much money is going into it. Mm-hmm. You have a rabid fan base that will spend unlimited money for that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yo, that team's going to sell for over probably close to $4 billion That's crazy. For a sale. And the Mesh just sold for $2.4. Uh, the NFL last year made nine, uh, about $9.8 billion in revenue. It only did 10.7. So, but my thing to you is that's revenue for what? Because uh, the MLB has 162 games a team. Right, right. The NFL has 17 games. So, yeah, if we're talking about that's the league revenue, put that in perspective. In, 17, in, in 10% of the games, the MLB makes, the, makes only a fractional amount more than in the NFL. They've got 10 times more games. Because what's the TV deal? Uh, the media alone, it said $1.62 billion last year. And that's for only... 17 games apiece. Right. And just also, MLB revenue is up $2.6 billion in the last five years, and player salaries are down 6%. But we know why the player salaries are down 6%. Sure. I'm they just... negotiated a bad deal. Yep. And they like they, they had made a bad deal. There's no reason for us to pay you. 54% of MLB players are not eligible for arbitration, only earning minimum salary. 54%. Well, we know that. That's yeah. that's because they're all slaves in their careers until they're not. Because their their players association failed them in the 90s and through every contract negotiation. Because you're holding on to stuff that didn't matter. And now you're reaping it. You're upset. But you have to rip the whole thing up. 
The Players Association filed a grievance with the A's, Pirates, Marlins, and Rays over how they've invested their revenue sharing dollars because they're the whole point of that is to so be able to spend it into the spend, team. Uh, yep, if you don't spend it into your team, what did you do? Yep. But that's my effing point. Because that's so that's so like open for interpretation. Oh yeah, guys, we bought new box seats. Yeah, but how does new box seats help you? Oh well, it makes it that we can get better sponsors. Well, how does that help you? Well, we can then make more money. I mean, people- how does that help you? Well, as an owner, if I'm in a better financial situation, mm-hmm. when we are good, I can invest into the team. Well, you haven't yet. Well, we haven't been good enough for me to do it. But the Rays have been to a World Series recently, so you can't say that they haven't well, done it. The Rays, well, guys, I would, I would. The Rays can say we could have spent thirty million dollars. Yep. But we spent ninety because we were good. Yep. Uh. Well. Well. No, that doesn't work. Like that's not. Is there a floor? Is there a minimum I have to spend? No. So I could spend. Um. I could spend nothing more, but I could tell you that I was expecting to spend less. Mm-hmm. Prove me wrong. Have mm-hmm. I spent less before? Yes. If I have. I think the raise a bunch of years back were 60-something million. Mm-hmm. Guess what? We're spending $30 million more. I did invest it. I'm just not investing it like these other teams. Yeah. The raise of the team I look at okay. is like they they could flex up. They could have a better stadium. And, like, the, they already have a very strong fan base. They have a better stadium. At, 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 you know, you get more fans coming down. That You kind of expand the team from there and kind of just, like, grow the fandom and eventually grow the dollars. So th- that's definitely a team I can see. That. I feel like the Marlins, kind of, meh. Pirates, meh. Like, they have a strong fan base, but they haven't put out a good product in a long yeah, but time. This, but so, to me, the Rays are just a team, uh, an East Coast version. I mean, they were trying to move to Montreal. The Rays are an East Coast version of the Athletics. Yeah, absolutely. They spend $20 million more, so they're $20 million more successful. Mm. That's one difference-making player. And guess what? If I told you what's the difference between those two teams, one difference-making player. Wander Franco. Yep, that's the twenty million. Million. Yep. Guess what? Yep, and, and that's my. So it's 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 so shattered and broken, and again, it's 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 why I look at it and I say, the MLB has to do ten times the work, to make the same money that the NFL does. Yep. Which, the so you know the the top hundred, events. Like yeah. for TV, yeah, I saw that. That the NFL in the top hundred has like twenty-seven of the top hundred most viewed shows in Don't the last year. They have year. like the top eight or something. Yeah, and they're in the, right. the top. Um, and all of the other pro sports have none. Really, none. Not, not a single, thing. not a single entry. That's brutal. That's why the NFL is better, guys. Mm-hmm. It's not close. Mm-hmm. Like well, again, the big, I mean, the NFL the owns the day of the week. Is the the biggest thing too. Yeah, you look nobody at it gives that a, way. the World Series. The World Series gets combined better than the Super Bowl. But but on a single talking, game, yeah. Nobody's talking about like you we have an entire week of like partying and excitement about the Super Bowl. People talk about it after the Super Bowl is done. There's going to be talk about the commercials of the Super Bowl, yep. the halftime show, everything. It's immediately into Do the draft. Anything and... about last year's World Series? Yeah, a little bit. Jorge Soler's home run. But I'm saying, like, yeah. f- forget the play on the field. Yeah. Is there anything else that you can remember about it that was like that stands out? No. The but you look at the Super Bowl, and you're like, oh, I, I can remember halftime shows. So who was the halftime show last year for the Super Bowl? Oh, the weekend. It was the weekend with all the guys in the mask. So, and shit. so yeah. you remember who the halftime this, show this, was? I am stoked about this year. So One year that. later, and you're excited. I am stoked. It, thank you for proving my point. Yes. The the NBA 
gets closer, but they're all chasing the NFL oh, in yeah. terms of how, the excitement. It's because of the fact that there's less. So the MLB, if you keep going down this path, when nobody cares about a singular game, any mm-hmm. like because there, oh, there's 162. Because even your players are like, yeah, it's just one of 162. We just got to move on. NFL, you lose one game, it's like fudge. Like the the Bills like went on a streak where they lo- where, like win one, lost one, win one, lost one, and everybody's like, they're dead in the water. They're mm-hmm. dead in the water, and it's like. Guys, they're seven and five in the MLB. That's me at seventy and fifty. Yeah. At seventy and fifty, are you throwing me out with the? The MLB doesn't matter. A single game doesn't matter. So all of the things that you guys are trying to make yourselves think matter, don't. Math proves it. So make something that matters, please God. And change the whole damn thing up, because it's not working. Both yeah. sides are not happy because both sides have a shitty product. Fix it. Yeah. Because there's excitement in the game that exists if you get out of its way. It's there. Absolutely. There's there's so many amazing young players that are all playing at the same time. It's like we could just have one of the greatest like leagues that is, has ever been in existence in terms of the amount of talent. And as of right now, we're not going to see it. Nope. It's awful. All right. Nice. One last thing, and then and we're going to close the door for today. Who's your Super Bowl pick? See, we're talking about the Super Bowl yeah. on the baseball podcast. We also yeah. cannot be saying the Super Bowl. It's the big game. We do not want to get copy stricken and all that sure. stuff. Sure. Yeah, big I game was talking Sunday. about that Super Bowl of guacamole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, the I'm one that we had that have on Sunday. I'm looking for standard guacamole. <laughs> sure. Um, in terms of the big game um, from that professional sports league that we may or may not have been discussing earlier. Sure. Um, that throws a football. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going with the the California team. Okay, we're gonna have back to back years with the um, host building having the Super Bowl. I'm just hyped that they're putting it in Buffalo next year. Super excited. Are they? Hell no. Okay, it'll I was gonna nev- say it'll never be a cold be Super Bowl. <laughs> if Buffalo, Buffalo and all of the New York teams have been told, if you guys want a Super Bowl, well, uh, MetLife had one right like five years ago. Yeah, and it was cold as hell. It was cold as hell. And and they they never, never do that again. Yeah. Even, um, even that was because it was two NFL teams were getting the benefit. Right. So they were like, nah. I think it was one, it. Well, the stadium new that year, maybe. Yeah. That might probably what it was what it was. Yeah. Um, I'm rolling with uh, the team from Cincinnati. I just love Joe Burrow. Go Harambe. Go Harambe. Solve for Harambe. Dennis, who are you going with? I really want it to be the Bengals, but mm-hmm. I just have uh, this feeling that since the Rams have been there and lost, they're a yeah. little hungrier. Yeah. Um, the Bengals will get back there though in the next couple of years. Yeah, that's that's I, I'm I'm rooting for the Bengals, but I have an understanding that the the uh, the Rams are a good team. Good for staff. Very good team. Yeah, yeah. That's, I don't care who wins. Honestly, I, I'm stoked for either one. I think it's just going to be a good game. It's going to be a great game. Yes, it's gonna um, be very exciting. My my big thing is this this has like that like team of destiny idea to it. Yeah, with the Bengals, mm-hmm. and you know who the Bengals like strangely look like those Giants teams that won all those Super Bowls that had no business winning them. Mm -hmm. The only difference is better quarterback. They have such a better quarterback. Like I'd already like I I would replace the best of any Eli Manning year with any Joe Burrow year. I I would rather have the Joe Burrow year. Yeah. And like he's great. Um 
Yeah, so like that that's my only thing is they actually have a quarterback who could do it. Mm-hmm. But beyond their quarterback who could do it, they have the best offensive skill positions in the NFL. There's no team with better offense than the Bengals. Yeah, they got they got a comparable one with the Rams though. No, Rams aren't close. Cooper Cup? Yeah, not Odell close. Beckham? You know, then I mean I, I understand what you're saying. I'm saying like legitimately sure. right now, there it's not close. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna be an unreal so game. So Jam- like Jamar Jamar Chase versus This is the football Cup. podcast part of the show. Jamar Chase versus Cup is a wash. Yes. Immediately the step down is T. Higgins versus Odell. Mm-hmm. T. Higgins has been better. He's yeah. dropped a lot of balls. These yeah, but that's Terrell now. Owens. He's Terrell Owens. <laughs> He's a guy who drops a lot of passes but also comes up with these shenanigan ones that he can't make. Odell forgets to get open in time sometimes. So, like, mm-hmm. I'll take it. Then it's the third receiver, and it's Reynolds versus Tyler Boyd. It's Tyler Boyd. Uh, it's Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson versus Tyler Boyd. It's Tyler Boyd. Right? Then we want to go uh, a, a, a step further. Tight ends? The, Higby. Versus uh, what? Uzmata? Uzama. Uzama. Uzama's been great. Yeah. We just don't know the name, and we know Higby. Higby's mm-hmm. numbers haven't been outstanding. Cool. So I'm going to go wash. Running backs? I'm, then we're going to go running backs. Running back is better in Makes sense. Cincinnati. Yeah. And then we're going to go quarterback. Wash. Yeah. So when I'm looking at it, there's no team to me that has the elite pop that this Bengals team has because their third best guy was a multi-time 1,000-yard receiver until Jamar Chase came. Yeah. Tyler Boyd was, was, was a guy, and then he's been relegated to dishwasher for Spot. this team. Yeah. Not even slot. He doesn't get the ball anymore. Yeah. Occasionally, they had one game where they were like, you know what? They're doing everything they can to take these two guys away. Mm. Let's throw it to Tyler Boyd. And t- Tyler Boyd had like a 140-yard game towards the end of the year. He caught like eight passes, eight eight targets, eight passes, like 140 yards. And it was like, oh, shoot, I forgot I forgot Tyler Boyd existed. Didn't right. his name used to be Taj? Uh, yes, um, yes, yes, right? <laughs> you know – yeah, so it was week, uh, uh, it was week nineteen versus Denver. It's like all of a sudden they remembered that Tyler Boyd existed, mm-hmm. and in week nineteen he had not, five catches for ninety six and a touchdown. Then the next week eighty five yards and a touchdown. Then the next week thirty six and a touchdown. Then the next week twenty six and a touchdown. He he gradually shrunk back down again, mm-hmm. but that also co in 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 uh, Tyler Boyd's last four years. 1,007, 1,005, 850, and 4, 850, and 5. And the reason why he is he has gotten to that point is because last year they got T. Higgins, mm-hmm. and then this year they have Jamar Chase. Yeah. That dude used that he's a really, really good – like that player sounds almost identical to Robert Woods in terms of career path, only he was better than Robert. And that's their third receiver. Do you think the MLB is smart enough to no. – They probably not. Boom. But yeah. Burn. Optimistically. Is the MLB smart enough to wait until football is done with its moment and then be like, hey, we've actually made all this progress and the season's going to start on I time? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> smart enough, smart enough. Like, if they did make a lot of progress, that'd be excellent. Um, do they want to drop it just before the Super Bowl? No. no yeah, because if right. they do make progress – So I think they are smart enough to – I believe they're meeting again on Saturday. If they if they make good progress on Saturday, I would hold that in my pocket. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if they release it, it just proves that they made dumb progress and it's not going to be any good. Right. I don't want to hear about progress. I want to hear about the finished result. I don't care about Factually. you guys talking anymore. Factually. All right. That's it for this week's episode. Yeah, man. And I think we're, we're going to have a lot of conversations about both sides sucking for a while. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for watching. Make sure you like and subscribe. We'll see you next time. Later. Baseball lifestyle. It's my lifestyle. <laughs>